0: Tech Talk revolution. revolution. Drones have been coming more and more in the marketplace. and There's so many different things that these things can do aside from just what you see on TV with people just flying around and crashing them. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hi, I'm Johnny Kaplan, and you're listening to Tech Talk Revolution. Our world is changing faster than we know it, and the future is already here via hot new entrepreneurial startups from all over the globe. Their innovative thinking, technical wizardry are bringing us incredibly new technologies designed to make the world a better, safer, cleaner, and more exciting place. If there's one thing I get excited about, it's drone technology. There's just something about the flight and the stealth and the innovative technology that really gets me going. Our next startup has developed incredible drone technology that's able to scan planes and even space shuttles to ensure they're safe for flight and free of any problems. We meet with CEO and co-founder of Rise Technologies, Colby Harvey. So I'm here with Colby Harvey. He's the CEO and co-founder of Rise, an up and coming autonomous drone company. Hey Colby, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks Johnny, thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure. You're welcome, dude, you're welcome. So excited, you know, drones are my thing. Like, I don't know if everybody knows that, but like, I'm seriously into drones. I have a few of them, I've crashed a few. I've got my badge on my, the stripe on my arms, from crashing a few. But tell us You and tell me both. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. So tell us a little bit about you, your career, and what rises,
0: and then we'll get stuck into it. Sure. Yeah. No, and, and like I said, agreeing with you. I've I've had my stripe with the drones as well. <laughs> <I> Crash <laughs> quite a few of them. But yeah, again, like I said, thanks for having me, Johnny. It's really a pleasure to be here. Really, I mean, I'm just some guy that thought of something kind of cool and that would help an industry that I believed has been Neglected. There's several reasons for it. It's a particularly hard industry to work in. It's definitely something that is ripe for change. So, my background is, you know, it's it's pretty diverse. So I grew up in an aviation family. Really, when I was when I was younger, so my mom, my dad, and my uncle all worked for an airline. My uncle, my dad still worked for an airline. So I've always had the experience to be around them for a while. I'm a little bit on the younger side. You see, I'm, I'm about 25. I was going to uh, say that, but years.
1: I didn't want to, you know, I thought, ah, don't say. it can be a discrimination that you're young, so I didn't say
0: it, but you said all right, cool. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm used to being called young, but that's why you always surround yourself with people that are much more the gray hairs, I guess you can say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> as you met with Mindy, but yeah. So interesting enough. So I originally wanted to go to the Air Force Academy because I wanted to be a pilot. I was going to fly F16s or F22s until I realized, and I was told there's two two reasons for this. I was told I was too tall, so. Cause I'm six foot five. So that dream was shot and also missing one recommendation letter that I needed for the academy. So it's okay. So I ended up going to study at ASU and initially I did computer science. So it gave me that really fundamental understanding of coding, development, scripting, and the processes that go in place to be effective in the, I guess, in the, in the software world. But that wasn't really my dream. That wasn't really my, my, my aspiration. Like I still have always had that that feeling and drive to be in the aviation space in one way or another. So then I had the opportunity to intern at a a maintenance paranormal facility uh, in Tucson, Arizona, where I I was kind of playing around with the idea of what WISE was. Drones have been coming more and more in the marketplace. And there's so many different things that these things can do, aside from just what you see on TV with people just flying around and crashing them. Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, That's me. there's there's just so many things, and I I got the opportunity to work inside of that and that MRO is the acronym for it, and I I got to talk to a lot of the technicians and got to see the workspace, and boy, there's a, a where to start. Honestly, it's so dangerous to do these inspections. So as a preface. I'll get into rise a little bit more. I know I'll probably jump ahead a little bit, but you know as a yeah well as a preface rise is a, a, a predictive maintenance artificial intelligence and robotics company focusing in the the aviation sector for visual inspections of aircraft so we're looking for damages on that airframe like hail damage lightning strike damages bird strike damages mm-hmm. and so on so um and we do it with a with a met that's unique because we utilize a drone platform that we've developed in order to capture these sources of data and what really sets the part is that it is fully autonomous and specifically tailored for that use case not just kind of a one size fits all i can put it here 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 and it works type of scenario
1: so so back up a sec because you said a lot of stuff right and i just want to make sure that everybody understands it because it's it's cool as heck for me but basically what you said is that you have developed your own drones that you've built from scratch and those Mm -hmm. drones are designed to scan and surveil planes and aircraft right yes. where it's traditionally dangerous or there are restrictions where drones and planes usually do not match they're like cats and dogs right yes. they, they they don't go together all you've yes. done is you have the cat and the dog they're best friends right now and you've got your drones buzzing <laughs> around planes actually checking technical problems checking for security issues and that kind of stuff sorry carry on as you are. i just wanted to stay there because it's cool and and you said it so nice you said it in a very intelligent way, and I just want to make sure that everybody got that from a marketing <laughs> point of view. It's so freaking cool.
0: Go for it. No, no, yeah, definitely. Not me now. And something I've been—I live in the world so much. Uh, coming from someone else, taking their perspective and just bringing it to more consumable format. I mean, I fully welcome it because I want everyone to make sure that they can understand. Because it's—I mean—it's such a cool thing to do, and I'm so excited about what I do. So it can get easy to get wrapped up in a lot of the the quick jargon, I guess. But yeah, no, you explain it perfectly. So that's exactly what we do. We have several airlines as well as MRO partners that we work with. But um, to not jump ahead of myself, I'll go back a little bit about my experience as to how Rise really came to be. So as you may recall, we spoke about having an internship at a MRO based in Arizona while I was in school. And I ultimately had the motivation enough to switch my major from computer science to aviation management. Going down the pilot track because I still, you know, wanted to be a pilot, but ultimately settling, I guess not settling, but doing more so the business route because it's what spoke out the most to me. Going into these facilities and seeing how slow these inspections are, how dangerous they are, especially for not just the technician, but for the aircraft because technicians tend to run forklifts or boom lifts inside on the side of an aircraft. Which they won't really tell you that, but I'm just here to let you know that's what happens sometimes. And then there's another piece to it. There's the there's a digitalization piece. The aviation industry has been traditionally stagnant on innovation. So right now there's a lot of paper, like paper task cards, things that go into like a, you know, little moderating house and they give it to the technicians like, Hey, this is what you need to go work on. And it's an extremely inefficient process that even the airline industry has recognized in and of itself. So they're moving to iPad based stuff and even augmented and virtual reality type um, applications, which is application that we're working to integrate into our platform as well. But seeing all of these inefficiencies and seeing like the lack of response to these inefficiencies, because everyone was just so used to doing what they are typically doing, it gave me this, like, I don't want to say epiphany, but essentially epiphany, like, hey, this is something that can really change and make this way better. So let's let's do it. Let's focus on this. And and from there, that's really kind of how Rise came to be. I got my co-founders. I received funding back in December of 2018, and we've just been building and growing and bringing on customers as much and as quickly as possible while maintaining the world, making sure we don't get a lot of technical debt and everyone's just like, ah, there's so much, (laughs) you know? So that's amazing. And I think it's
1: just such an amazing product. And I love to find people who, even though you built it from scratch and it's your proprietary drone, you took something which was effectively existing, but like I said, wasn't being used. They were repelling each other, these two technologies. They weren't assisting each other. And you guys said, well, hold on a minute let's re-engineer that and let's get these guys to actually work together and getting them to work together you've got something more efficient better right and and so exciting using drones that you engineered and built that that protect planes and that would be millions and millions of people every every single day that would be protected with those solutions
0: yeah no exactly so like really to give you some numbers behind that, like the average age of the aircraft that are you know flying right now is about 15 years old there's In the U.S. alone, there's over, you know, there's 45,000 daily flights. And not only do I want to emphasize the safety of what it is that we're we're not just giving, let's say we're we're giving our product to an airline, but that which allows them to tout like we are or we're working to be the safest airline in the world because we're implementing these core sets of steps. But we really want to focus on not just the safety aspect of it. There's always the efficiencies and everything else. But. The, the mechanics on the ground, because we want to make sure that the, their technicians are, or their mechanics are safe and able to do their job as effectively as possible. Like there's a slowing of people going into the industry. And so this kind of, you know, I was toying around with my co-founders when we were in Florida for a conference. And we were really trying to think, what's a, a solid vision statement for what it is that we're doing? And it's going to sound goofy, but I, you know, it's it's starting to come around to being something that is driving the the company. And every time I talk to customers, I'm getting that same sense. What we're essentially trying to do is make maintenance sexy, because <laughs> it's not right now. People don't want. I my generation or our age don't want to go into that industry because it's just so, you know, stagnant. They're not doing anything that's like bringing this clarity or this like. Desire to want to work in that space. I mean, aside from flight benefits, that would get me. But (laughs) it's funny. I wasn't sure.
1: It's funny. Sorry, it's funny you say that because we interviewed another company who have these robotic arms that go up the side of buildings and wash the side of the building, which is almost exactly what you're talking about. It's using a machine to do a job which is potentially dangerous and monotonous, and you're Mm -hmm. making it sexy, right? And I've never really heard anyone said that, but like. it doesn't sound. What did you say? It sounds goofy, right? It's it's not goofy. <laughs> you know, it's actually accurate. It literally is making maintenance sexy, and and it 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 kind of lowers your product a little bit by saying that because yours is much cleverer than that. So it's making your product goofy because your product is very intelligent. But but it's a, it's a clear way of describing
0: what you do. I, I like it. No, I that. Thank you. Yeah, it's, I really appreciate it. That is a really, really great way to think about it because I'm definitely not minimizing what it is that we, we've developed. Like the, the product has been, I mean, the software side, it's one thing. The hardware side is, a, is another. We're a really, it's, it's, a, it's a difficult challenge to tackle because of the, the type of sensors that we use on the drone. So we use like the same type of sensors that you see on self-driving cars, just like a 3D LiDAR system which affords us a lot of great access to technologies and data that we're being able to pull off of the um, the aircraft. But going back to really like attracting people into the space, one of the big focuses is that not only are we making maintenance sexy, but we want to ensure that it's sexy enough so that airlines and maintenance operations that are struggling to attract talent are starting to get, hey, I'm like these, these guys are doing something that's really interesting. These guys are doing something cool. And it's something that is not... Going, it's not replacing anybody. Really, it's like the analogy of the sewing machine. Everyone was scared when the sewing machine was coming out because they were thinking, oh, this is going to take jobs. But really, it increased operational efficiencies. And it I mean, really, it just decreased the time it took to do it. So that's, that's something that is a core value and a focus of ours because we want to ensure that we're giving these technicians or giving the people that are coming in the most optimal tools going forward in that space to be effective.
1: A really cool solution. So Tell us some of the problems that that you encountered. Surely it wasn't an easy task and I'm sure that LIDAR sensor is quite expensive, right? So these aren't your typical 50 buck drones that can fall out the sky. They can hit the plane, damage the plane, cost thousands of dollars of damage. There's so many different issues there. What were the hurdles that you feel that you overcome that you feel a sort of feeling of success when you built the product? Oh man,
0: how much time do you have? <laughs> Not that much. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Cliff notes version. So, no, you're right. Like building a drone is hard. As people see these things flying and they're just like cool and easy, it the actual designing, development, everything that goes behind it is extremely difficult. There's balancing, there's counterbalancing, there's weight, like how you, how you're shifting weight, how much your power drops. So, when it came to implementing the sensor and what it was really a hallmark of our technology because we're the only really the only drone company that's using it uh essentially it's called it's called slam so it's like simultaneous localization and mapping so basically we create a twin of anything we're inspecting which is really cool but that technology isn't wasn't developed at least or if it is not public so we had to go through and create a lot of like custom code that ultimately could be something that we license if we decide to going forward but it's a really unique platform in, in its application, and, and thankfully, the prices of these sensors are drop are dropping dramatically. I just had a couple of orders come in from customers and say, "Okay, well, I need to buy these. I'm expecting it to be twelve k. Well, now they're down to eight. So I'm like, okay, well, these are wow. becoming more affordable. Yeah,
1: that's a big that's a big drop. And I, I, I tell you something, it's almost eighty percent of my interviews, maybe seventy percent of my interviews, I hear the word that lidar today. So it's it's not surprising. It really is much more advantageous than a camera. It's like a camera with extra sensors. It's basically shooting a laser in 360 degrees all times. And that laser is bouncing back, pinpoint accuracy, what objects it meets to. So it's, yeah. it's much more accurate than a camera. It's actually touching the things with a laser, but I hear you, wow, that's a massive drop. That's a, that's like 30% drop in price. So that's great to hear. And that obviously means that you can run your business better and make your product more competitive.
0: Yeah, yep. yeah, no, exactly, and just exactly what you said with the, the laser, it's actually doing something that's touching. So there's there's a lot of solutions out there that are just using photogrammetry methods, which are good. Don't get me wrong, but I, I really think the the use of LiDAR, even solid stator or 3D, is I mean, kind of the wave of the future. Yep, yeah, I agree. Well, the future is going to be even better than that. So it's
1: the way of today and for the foreseeable future, I would say. So where do you see it today? What kinds of companies are you servicing, right? Are you servicing big planes, private planes? You know, what's the sort of thing that you're servicing today? What are you aspiring to do? And then what's in the future?
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. So the short answer is yes. So we are inspecting right now our main initial focus is commercial aviation but we actually just worked in a format where we were looking at business aviation as well but what it takes to do those things are a little bit different we can get planning documents from airports for aircraft and things like that that we can't keep we private so it's a different way of adjusting these aircraft because it, there's a lot of back end stuff that goes on that i won't bore anyone here with but um the aspirations of what i wanted to do or want to do is I want to work in this in the space industry I want to be working with NASA SpaceX Blue Origins these people that's already started happening I can say (laughs) way faster than I was actually expecting running pilots with space company which is really really exciting just being close to the rockets was just everyone at the company was like oh this drone is so cool like do you not know what you're working on (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah like, it's
1: it's a oh. tiny little drone. There's a rocket next to me, like like a space shuttle or whatever, right? So, I, yeah. Literally rocket science. <laughs> but has, it, has anybody taken a drone and put it with a LiDAR sensor before? Because I haven't actually heard about that.
0: No. So, and if there are, they're not in the applications in which we use them. So, I've been noticing more recently, you know, even even some of our competitors, now that they've seen... What we're doing, they're like, okay, we want to do this too. We're sure. going to slap a ladder on here too. Sure, sure, sure.
1: But it make, it's, it's, like, it's a very clever. You know, there's going to be competitors, but it's a very clever application. And obviously, you've got your proprietary code, your proprietary drone, your proprietary techniques. So it's not so easy. to Patented, anyway. nice. Yep, totally nice. Patented, nice. So, 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 and now I really want to know what the future is because. I thought you were working on just planes, now we're hearing a lot of exciting juicy information there and it looks like you already kind of stepped into the future that I would have hoped you say, so what's the future future? Is it like more advanced vehicles, more advanced scanners, different types of ways of, not
0: just drones, like what, you know, what? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, there's so many different things. We even started expanding, and looking to like maritime vehicles and, and, and larger infrastructure, doing corrosion inspections on like large ships, you know, even of that, that nature, like boats and things. I don't know if you've ever watched the new like Star Trek Discovery, but there are these robots that are really cool. And I know this is way out there, but I wouldn't be doing a good job as a CEO if I didn't think way out there. <laughs> but just having these drones that are doing the inspection and ultimately make, like repairing damaged parts of this aircraft or this this spacecraft so essentially like one of the things i'd love to do is have our drones in space let's say the iss or any new observatory in, in this out there um instead of having the astronauts go out and do an inspection let's say like they go through a little shower the drone just detaches and using like maybe ion propulsion or something like that to, to go out and inspect that area. We're also looking to integrate like a new depth sensor that's from another company and working with different companies and research organizations, including schools to develop new sensor applications, new sensor types and unlock doors that we really don't, can't even see today. That's, that is my goal for Rise. You just blew my mind because we were talking about drones and
1: stuff, and that was cool, and I love drones. And then I kind of found out there's a LIDAL spent sensor in it, and that was cool. You know, I know, I know about lidar sensors, but it was a cool application of it. And then you told me, you know, we're working with, like, space agencies or whatever, and we're looking at other things, not just planes anymore, and that's freaking cool. And, and then you stepped over the edge with me because you talked about this kind of, now I envisage... Before you even said Star Wars, that's what was in my head. I was envisaging, I don't know why, I only got to this point right now, was envisaging like, for, because you talked about other types of scanning, right? You talked about ships. So now I saw all these sci-fi movies, where there's always drones. The drones always turn up, they're scanning you. It, it just always happens. We've never seen <laughs> anything like that in real life of an actual drone that scans a thing like that. And you're actually, that's actually what this is. You've equipped them with, that type of scanning device is laser scanning, right? So it does work in pretty much the same way you see in those, sci- like it looks like in those sci-fi movies. And yeah. And now what you're thinking about is all of those crazy things that those drones can do as well, which is like re- fix, repair, provide support and assistance, the other things that it can do up there in the air, and you're already sort of strapping on other things to see how that will work. And that's that's so exciting, man. I love it. I love it. Where can I buy shares in your company? This is not financial advice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Slide an angel check. (laughs) That's, I mean, don't tell my engineers that. They're like, dude, you're crazy. (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't let anyone ever tell you you're crazy. And they
1: told Elon Musk that he was crazy and he's got up to the moon and he is doing things that other people haven't done. I'm not saying he's the guy that you should emulate, but. Don't let people tell you that you can't do things. That is, I have this famous uh, meme that I posted once, which is like the face of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in the Wolf of Wall Street when he's laughing over the side of the boat. And it says, this is the face I make when people say I can't do something. That's exactly the attitude you should have. Go out there, try to build things, try to do the impossible. You're already doing it, man. It's inspiring. You're 25 years old. You're heading the company. You're working with nuts partners, doing things that haven't been done before, which is everything that I live for, doing those things. So it's really after my own heart. And just keep innovating, man. Do not let anybody hold you back. And keep humble. I notice you've got a a very nice humility, uh, which is good. You have a respect for your partners and for people who are older than you and have more experience and stuff. And just keep building the company, keep making the things, keep making sure that you use the technology for good. That's really the best thing that I can tell you, because there are lots of people in the world that concerned about using technology for bad. And I think you're quite the opposite of that. So I just want to say keep fighting the fuck the good fight keep building that amazing innovative technology and please come back and tell us when you've got new things strapped to these you know the drones and other autonomous vehicles that you'll design so we can move into the space age with you
0: yeah i'd love to johnny thank you uh, seriously thank you so much for that, the advice and, and you're right i always always respect everyone that's around me that's a that's a core core goal and vision of of rise <laughs> no no i saw that and i it's something i respected and i i like very much about you so
1: I just wanted to really make a point of it. I think it's a great attribute. I think you're a good businessman as well. You gave me lateral answers to everything. You've got big plans. You've already got practical head as well. So all good stuff, man. We'll be watching that space. Thank you so much for coming in and and telling us more about Rise. So it's it's Rise, R-I-Z-S-E dot I-O. If you want to find out more about Colby, the team, and these amazing... Autonomous scanning drones that are taking us into the space age and looking after us to make sure we're protected and safe. Thanks,
0: Colby. Thank Thanks, you, Johnny. I appreciate much, being much, here. Much, appreciate it.
1: Wow, what an incredible feat by Colby and his team to develop drone and AI technology from the ground up and to have won contracts from major military and governmental organizations to be changing up the future of aircraft and machinery. Kudos to Colby Harvey, CEO and co-founder of Rise Technologies and his incredible team. In our next episode of Tech Talk Revolution, we meet one pioneering entrepreneur who is looking to protect the lives of our children. We meet with CEO of NANIT, Sarah Dawson. As always, I'm Johnny Kaplan, and Tech Talk Revolution is a co-production of Tech Talk Media and Electrocast Media. Executive producers are myself, Johnny Kaplan, Ronald Hans, Mark Netter, and Peter Rafelson. Our producer is Rianne Faye Senining and our editor is Carl McCarthy. Stay tuned to Tech Talk Revolution for our next episode where we continue our journey meeting leaders of the world's most amazing startups, bringing you more incredible new technology from across the world. If you'd like to learn more about the startups we visited, please check out our show notes for additional information. For more info on the Tech Talk Media company, please visit our website at techtalkmedia.tv. You can subscribe to Tech Talk Revolution wherever you listen to podcasts and wherever you can catch up on some of the amazing guests in our previous episodes as well. We greatly appreciate if you leave a wonderful rating or review. And please do share this podcast with your friends to let them know about Tech Talk Revolution.